Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now back to Softy and Dick on Sports Radio 93.3, KJRFM. The Washington Huskies, a Seattle Kraken. Your home for the Huskies and the Kraken. All right, Doc fans, back here in Houston after a 34-13 loss to the Michigan Wolverines in the national championship game last night. Softy and Dick in for Chuck and Buck. And joining us right now on the radio program before they jump on the bus, jump on the plane to get home to Seattle, the head coach of your Washington Huskies, Kalen DeBoer, with us on the radio show. Coach, good morning. How are you? Thank you for doing this, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Good morning. And, uh, good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys had a... I know a tough night, but I uh, hope you're hope you're doing well. Yeah, well, listen, man, it was obviously um, a sad night. It was a crushing night. I know you're right there with us as well, but it was a hell of a run by you guys. We can reflect on that in a second. But as you as you wake up this morning and kind of think about what happened last night, what are kind of some thoughts that are just going through your head, Kalen, uh, thinking about that loss to the Wolverines last night? Yeah, I mean, I you know it was just hard last night to even talk to the guys because I. I had never put my spot myself, and I know our team didn't put ourselves in that spot where you know that was uh, that was a possibility, you know, to be on the wrong end of it. And so, haven't fully processed everything, um, but I do uh, know. Uh, been doing this long enough to know that uh, you just have to be proud. And, and the thing I want to make sure the guys know is that they should never let anyone tell them that they did deserve to be in that game. And uh, I think it showed with, you know half a quarter to go in the fourth quarter there. Um, we were right there knocking on the door. And yeah. Things didn't go our way at times. Um, you know, missed, missed opportunities and just fell short and couldn't get over the hump. But, um, I mean, we were still there in the end to a, a very, very good football team. Well, and the reason you were there in the end was two and a half quarters of elite defense by your guys. Just, you know, talk about the bounce back, right? Talk about, you know, getting getting gashed a couple times for big touchdowns and then just buckling down until midway through the fourth. Yeah, just uh, probably four explosive plays um, just off the top of my head there in the, the first three drives. And, um you know, when we, we held them to that field goal, uh, that was, uh, I think, the, the spot right there uh, where, you know, it kind of – things started clicking and guys started uh, really, you know, seeing what they were going to do. And, and not that we hadn't seen them on film and stuff, but, um, you know, I think it, it just it started clicking and started believing uh, on another level that not only can we, we slow them down, I mean, we can, we can shut them down, you know. And uh, I'm just proud of the mindset that those guys had uh, to kind of get hit with some haymakers early and, uh, you know, feel like probably most people probably should have probably would have felt like, you know, we're on our heels, but just going to the bench, uh, and, you know, figuring things out, talking things through, maintaining the confidence that, uh, you know, we can do this and that we're, we're made for this moment and, uh, just continue to play hard no matter what the situation was. I'm proud of them. Well, Kalen DeBoer is with us on the air. Uh, unreal run. Set the standard for this program. Most wins ever in program history. 
doing something that no team has done since the 2000 Rolls Bowl team. There's no question this thing was an unmitigated success. And I think, Coach, we will look back on this season and have those exact thoughts uh, in the near and long-term future. But right now, there's certain things that just eat at me, as I know there's certain things that just eat at you. Dick mentioned those three long runs to start the game, two by Edwards and one by Blake Corum. What do you think you attribute that to? What was going on early that allowed those lanes to open up like that? Well, I think we had the one, and again, I haven't seen a replay. I haven't watched the game, but I think we had at least one of them. I think one of them was bottled up uh, uh, pretty pretty well. And then, you know, it's just a, a credit to, you know, Michigan staying on their blocks. And as we're coming to the pile uh, towards the line of scrimmage, um, you know, an opening, I think, to the to Coram's left uh, or, or the running backs to the left. I remember what back carried it to the left. And, um, you know, just uh, everyone's got to stay true to their gaps. And, and uh, you know, that they bounced it to the left. And, and that was the one that was probably the most unfortunate because I think we had some good things going on that play. I think we even had it stuffed for a second, but you know you got to finish the play, and everyone's got to continue to do their job all the way through until the whistle. Well, coach, we all know you're a different team with a healthy number seven, and I, I don't think it was your plan to throw the ball 51 times. But uh, with as banged up as he was, that was probably all you could do. So, what was the communication between you and Ryan and Dylan Johnson as far as what he could do going into the game, and then what he was able to do after getting injured on that first carry? Yeah, he he wasn't, uh, but we knew that you know DJ is as tough as as they come, and um, you know just trying to find the right moments and and not be predictable when he was out there, uh, you know, to where they can make their calls that they needed to when whenever he's in the game, and knowing that a run play is probably coming, but uh, had to use him um, the best we could, and uh, we you know knew he'd give us everything he had, but uh, just um, you know tried to not overdo it but also you can't hold back and as long as he was good to go uh and wanted to be out there uh we had to continue to try to utilize him as much as possible right coach the fourth down throw to Rome uh that Mike miss on that fourth down incompletion to uh to Adunze yeah just talking through the headphones when you're on the field sometimes you don't see exactly everything the way um that it happened but I think you know, Mike was just trying to throw it away from the safety a little farther than Rome probably anticipated. Um, I mean, it was a great check. Mike made the check, saw the coverage, you know, a uh, big moment. And we've seen those guys make that play over and over again. I mean, we're, you know, on the phone kind of chomping at the bit, like, hey, here we go. You know, this is a look uh, that we're prepared for. And, um, you know, those two guys, I mean, you know, they're not, they're human, <laughs> you know, and not every single play in every single big moment. Um, it's going to be made, obviously, you know, those guys have made that a hundred times over, but, um, you know, the funny thing is you're saying Rome took ownership and I sat in a press conference where I heard Mike take ownership. And that's exactly yeah. what you said was leaders always do that. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it I can't say it's anyone's fault. You know, it's just, you want to execute better. And, and it's those, you know, almost woulda, coulda, shoulda that uh, are the ones that are, you know, lead to heartbreakers. You know, and just um, you know, uh, I don't even second guess that those guys were giving everything. Man, I and mean, those guys gave everything they had last night. Kalen, the game last week, it just looked like 
everything was slow for Mike. Like, he was just able to process. He was just moving at a faster speed than anybody around him, and it almost seemed like the opposite last night, especially early, like that everything was a little fast for him. Is that is that accurate? And, and what would you attribute maybe the difference in Mike's play last week to this week? Uh, I think you have to, at some point, give a little bit of credit to – uh, what Michigan does defensively, um, you know, their statistics uh, speak for themselves, and, and so naturally, there's there's going to be um, just more speed on the field, and, and t- you know, making life tougher, a little tougher for us. But um, you know, I don't know. I mean, we had a lot of reps to get ready for Texas, um, maybe more than normal, right? I mean, talking <laughs> four weeks or two two big weeks. Um, you know, and then it's a really quick week. I, I mean, I still feel like Mike was completely prepared. I felt like our our offense, uh, you know, was completely prepared. It wasn't anything, um, shoot, I mean, we saw things that Alabama, uh, you know, kind of caught them off guard, and they had they had all these weeks, those weeks to prepare, and I don't think that was ever the case. You know, we felt like we had the pressures accounted for with, uh, you know, the protections that we were in. I think Mike saw you know, the the blitzes, and, and I mean, he threw hot when he needed to throw hot, you know. I mean, we were releasing everyone in a route. We got five to protect, and they're bringing, bringing the house. Um, someone's going to be there, you know. I thought, you know, most time he made made that play, you know, um, made the throw where it needed to go. Um, but, you know, you do have to attribute a little bit to, um, and it's hard yeah. for us to say that <laughs> because we're so stubborn and uh, just, you know, what we're capable of. Uh, but, you know, you have to credit a little bit to Michigan on that as well. No, I totally agree. Give them credit. They're an elite defense. No question about it. Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. All that stuff, yada, yada, yada. Doesn't make me feel any better, by the way, right now on this on this <laughs> Tuesday enough. morning. Or is it me Friday? Either. What the hell day? I got me no idea either. what day it is, man. But Kalen DeBoer with us. And, 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 Coach, I just want to ask you because getting this close and almost smelling it, almost tasting it, literally touching the trophy, and then having to go all the way back and start over again next year against Weber State. Obviously, you have a culture, you have a foundation. We saw a lot of those guys on the sideline last night. Demaricus Davis, Will Rogers, Pocky Finau, all there. A bunch of guys here to soak this all in. Did you learn anything about what it takes to win a national championship at this level that maybe you did not know before that game last night? Uh, No, and I'm glad those guys had a chance to to use the word smell it. I'm glad they had a chance to smell it, you know, uh, and see it as well. Those young guys are the ones that are going to have to understand, you know, what it feels like to be in that locker room, the hurt, um, what it feels like even before the game to have that intensity um, and what it felt like at halftime to, you know, um, just feel the fight. And, uh, you know, there's just so many things you go through that, um, you know, just we need to continue to just remember uh, what it took to get here. Remember what it's going to take to take that next step. And you know, uh, it was interesting. I was on the with Pat McAfee uh, for an interview, and I'm I'm glad he didn't ask me to touch the trophy because I wouldn't have touched that thing because I'm not going to wow. touch it. And the first time I touch it is when we win that thing. And so, you know, it's it's just uh, fuels the fire. Um, you know, this may come across a little bit selfish, but I know what it feels like to be here before, and yep. I know that. It's just a. It's just everyone doing a little bit more, and not that everyone didn't give their very best. We just got to find a little bit more uh, everywhere, you know, and and uh, take that next step. Um, I've always felt like it's really hard to make jumps over the steps, and 
we made some big jumps. You know, we didn't get to the Pac-12 championship a year ago, but we went not only to the Pac-12 championship, we won it, and then we won a semifinal game. I've been part of times uh, over my career where you don't make those jumps like we did. And so the next jump, the next step, is really doing what a lot like what Michigan's been through, you know, where you just have to you have to understand and learn from what you've been through and just dig even deeper, um, keep building the people around you, and go take that next step. Love it. Well, Coach, I heard you, you know, apologizing to the Husky fans yesterday, and, and I mean, I understand the sentiment, but you have absolutely nothing to apologize to Husky Nation for. You have ignited a whole new fan base. I mean, you know, my kids are just younger than yours, and you have done for them and the rest of those kids in Seattle and the, and the Pacific Northwest the same thing that Don James did for me in the late 80s and early 90s, the exact same thing. And there's never going to be another season quite like this. So what are you going to remember most about this particular Husky team? The Husky team? Yeah. What are you going to remember most about this team? I I, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, seeing these guys uh, just come together um, and, you know, I don't know. I still, again, haven't processed all of it, uh, but – these guys are just, like, different than any other team I've been a part of. And I think it's all their individual stories and journeys that come together. You know, Michael's journey, obviously. Uh, and the things that happen behind the scenes, um, you know, I'm seeing Rome's mom just now, you know. Uh, and thinking about the conversations that we had uh, January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd of 2022, and all the guys that were going through these tough decisions and chose to stick around and trusted and believed. Uh, and it wasn't just that time of the year. It was a year ago. It was the guys that chose to save and not go to the NFL. It's, it's other guys that were just instrumental in our success this year and, like, captain-type guys. Captain-type guys that were just in these moments in their careers where like they're in a crossroads, you know, because um, as good as it was last year, um, it was just like, man, you know, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And they hung in there. You know, the portal right now just seems like such an easy thing to do. There's so many kids across the country um, moving on and wanting to go to the NFL is so enticing. And these guys all have these different journeys to get to this point. I mean, you just saw DTF and I mean, he, along with all these other guys, just, you know, they're the ones that make it emotional. I would have been emotional whether we won or lost because I just loved coaching these guys every single day. They gave us everything they had. And, um, you know, that's what brought out the best of myself and our coaching staff. And, you know, we didn't want to let them down, you know, and, and just like we didn't want to let Husky Nation down, we didn't want to let them down. And, um, and I'm just – I could go on and on about this. Uh, it's just – um, seeing these guys and knowing the last time, you know, we were going to be in a locker room together. Um, it doesn't matter if we won or lost. You know, that's when you, when you love someone that much, um, you know, I just wanted to stay in there forever. I mean, I dragged my speech on, number one, I didn't know what to say last night because it's not a position I anticipated being in, but I didn't want to I did, I didn't leave that locker room with those guys because, uh, you know, it's been special. Coach, before you go, uh I'm going to tell you what, I love what you've done here. The culture that you've installed here at Washington, this has been an amazing, amazing run. I don't want you going anywhere. And I cannot imagine anybody else coaching this football team besides you. 
Can you give us and give the Husky fans out there any update on what's happening with your contract and your future? Yeah, we'll get back to we'll get back to it here. I mean, we just there's just things that you know when you're in the the heat of the schedule and what we were the moment. You know, it's different if you're playing just a, a bowl game and your season's going to be over and you're trying to take those next steps. It's, it's a whole lot different when you're on a playoff run. And so, um, I you know, we just get back to it. And it's Troy's been trying to do everything to make me feel like a priority. Uh, I've said that before. I'll say it again. And, um, you know, uh, President Kausay, everyone just associated with the university. And so, um, you know, they've been, they've been doing everything they can. And so, you know, I, I love it here. And these guys, um, this coaching staff loves it here. And, uh, you know, the hunger we have uh, was strong um, to go win a championship. And it's uh, the empty feeling we have right now. Um, once it kind of leaves us here, uh, hopefully sooner than later, um, you know, we'll be hungrier than ever uh, to go go do it and get back in the same moment. Love it. Coach, congratulations on an amazing season, and, and thank you for everything on behalf of Husky Nation, and thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for all your support. I appreciate all the coverage and love, love uh, you know, and appreciate everything you guys are, are doing for us and putting the word out there uh, for all of Seattle, all of Husky Nation here. So thank you. You bet. bet. You bet. We'll Kaylin do it again. DeBoer. We'll you do it again it. this year. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks, do it again. Man. Good stuff from the coach, man. All right, absolutely. Be back after this. You'll still hear from Michael Penix. Uh, Hugh Millen's going to join us for a couple segments to uh, break down what happened last night. John Wilner as well before we wrap things up at 10 a.m. Live from Houston right here on 93.3 KJRFM. Now back to Softy and Dick on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. The Washington Huskies, the Seattle Kraken. Your home for the Huskies and the Kraken. I'm glad they had a chance to smell it, you know, uh, and see it as well. Those young guys, they're the ones that are going to have to understand, you know, what it feels like to be in that locker room, the hurt, um, what it feels like even before the game to have that intensity. We need to continue to just remember uh, what it took to get here, remember what it's going to take to take that next step. I loved his answer when I asked if he learned anything about what it takes to win a title at this level. No, not really. No, he's been there before. You know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's got the confidence that his system will work. He knows what it takes to get this thing done. He's got access to better talent than he had when he was at Sioux Falls and Fresno State, obviously. So keep doing it. Just got the, uh, for the linebacker from Bethel to commit, yeah. the highest-ranked player in the state for 2025. Now the challenge is going to be hanging on to that guy for 11 months, by the way, yeah. until December. So... You know, I just wonder how much of this dick now is about buying national championships and buying playoff rosters with yeah, NIL. Well, it's it's a lot about that. And I think as long as you have Kalen DeBoer at the helm, you are going to be a major player in college football. Now, you're not going to have the coffers that Ohio State and Michigan and Alabama and Georgia have and Oregon have. But can you be consistently in that next tier of NIL money that, you know, 6 to 10, 6 to 12 in America. And if you can do that, right. then you're with Kalen DeBoer as your head coach. You are a perennial contender for the final 12. And once you get into the final 12, it's all about matchups and see how far you can go. Yeah, I just think they have to be better on the line of scrimmage to win this thing. I mean, guys, we're talking about a razor-thin margin, right? We're talking about being elite and the best team in college football. Yes. They were good enough to get by every other team in college football, except for one. 
right? It's, it's almost ridiculously unfair to think about that. You know, that this, this offensive line was good enough to take on the Oregon Ducks. They were good enough to take on the Texas Longhorns. They were good enough to take on the Utah Utes and the Oregon State Beavers in the rain down there in Corvallis. They just weren't good enough. There was one team better than them. Yep. So how do they close that gap? How do they close that gap between themselves and whoever that next team is they play in the national well, title game? I think part of it is depth. And and you look you need to look no further than the interior of your defensive line and you need to look no further than your running backs. You lose Dylan Johnson and you lost all hope of any physical running game back because right. you had already lost Cam Davis. And and you know, it's funny because at the beginning of the season I was thinking, My God, how many running backs does this team have? They like seven running backs. They brought this guy in from Mississippi State. What do they need this guy for? They already right. got six running backs. Nixon, and, Cam yeah. Davis, Richard Newton, <laughs> Sam Adams, yes. Dylan Johnson, right? Tybo. Tybo. I mean, they had but they only had they had three hammers. They had Newton banged up. Cam Davis, out. Dylan Johnson, hurt. All three of their hammers were out, and right. they were left with right. their scat back, guys. No, for sure. I mean, it, 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 who knows how different it would have been. Like, I keep thinking about that play to Roma Dunze that would have given the Huskies the ball at the 35-yard line. They may have gotten stopped on that drive. Who knows? They're maybe, getting a field goal, though, anyway. Right. Maybe Michigan holds them. Maybe they don't get the touchdown. Maybe it doesn't matter when it's all said and done. But I still would have loved to have had that shot to go back and see what happens there. Okay, we're going to break. Hugh Millen is going to be with us for two segments starting next right here. Softy and Dick from Houston in for Chuck and Buck right here on 93.3 KJRFM. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.